You're tuning in to Luminal on the Wall. Welcome. I'm your host, Becky, and joining me always is my co-host and beautiful sister, Bebby. In our podcast, we will take a deep dive into the evil side of humanity. We will talk about suspicious deaths, shoddy investigations, and all the gory details in between. But be warned, we will not hesitate to call BS when we hear it, which means you may not always agree with us, but we promise to lay out the evidence so you can come to your own conclusions based on what is presented. Listener's discretion is advised. Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling saucy. Saucy. Rebecca. <laughs> saucy. <laughs> oh, man. What's new and exciting in your life? Well, it's my birthday week, and it was my husband's birthday week, and my friend Victoria's birthday week, and it's Axel's birthday week next week, and my friend Jackie's. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Did I forget anyone? Oh, and it's Mother's Day! (laughs) Good old May. What a crazy month for us, hey? Yeah, our family. Yeah. 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 And uh, so that's that. And I celebrated Craig's birthday by going to Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you like it? I liked it enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't like the ending. I'll say that. I haven't seen it yet, so don't tell me. I will not. And I do want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bev, mm-hmm. honorable, mentionable, our karaoke skills. Horrible. Victoria and Craig's, yours, everyone's birthday, we'll say. Yeah. Don't say horrible. We rocked the shit out of that. Which one? Time of our life? Oh, God. <laughs> now I had the time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we rocked it so surprised at how much craig sang yeah yeah i liked when he did the background vocals for roxanne oh my god roxanne (laughs) roxanne Roxanne. that was probably actually the best song of the night yeah i would say that probably was i wish i had it on video (sighs) anyways it was a really good time it was so fun like good food good margaritas good karaoke and great company that is true yeah, it was fantastic. Well, Bev, speaking of the holidays, aka Mother's Day, mm-hmm. I have a very intriguing story for you. Do you? It is about a very tormented, sadistic, terrible mother. Ugh. So I thought we should talk about it because, you know, Mother's Day. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. Okay, well, let's get into it. Our case sources for this story, SerialKillerCalendar.com. MidwestCrimeFiles.com, YouTube video, The Daunting Tales, The Chilling Story of Jamila Tunstall and Tiffany Hall, and TravelSafeAbroad.com, and Deseret.com. Our story takes place in East St. Louis, Illinois. It is notorious for its bad reputation with historically high crime rates due to gang activity, racial tension, and violent crimes. 
as well as this town also suffered a major industrial decline that resulted to a lot of homelessness as well as low-income households. Jamila Tunstall and Tiffany Hall met when they were enrolled in the same kindergarten class. They also lived in the exact same neighborhood in East St. Louis. Oh, wow. The two quickly became best friends and remained best friends their whole life until the end of the story, which is what we're going to talk about. The two actually referred to themselves as cousins or sisters. They're that close. They were that close. Very close-knit relationship. Exactly. We would know. Yes, we would. We were grown in the same womb. (laughs) (laughs) But not at the same time, (laughs) to be clear. (laughs) Good old Bevy. Oh, man. Jamila Tunstall was born February 22nd, 1983, as I said, in East St. Louis. Jamila grew up in foster care. This comes with many hardships, as a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's said that she had a really hard time trusting people. However, when she met Tiffany Hall, she found someone that she could trust and confide in. Again, best friends. Right, of course. When Jamila was 16 years old, she gave birth to her first child, Demond. And in 2003, she gave birth to another son, Ivan. And just a year later, she gave birth to her first daughter, Janella. Jamila loved being a mother, but being so young, she also had a lot of struggles. Mm. And in 2005, she actually temporarily lost custody of the children. Aww. She was faced with domestic battery charges. What? Yeah. She had actually whipped her eldest son with a belt and extension cord. Ooh. This was a really low point in her life. However, she took the necessary parenting classes, completed them, so that she could actually get her children back. So I think to lose your children like that and then work really hard to get them back is such like, like you did a lot of work on yourself. A hundred percent. You probably went to like anger management classes or like learning how to regulate your emotions Mm -hmm. in those types of situations for like young people who just like their brain isn't like fully developed themselves I feel like it's like a little bit harder to like it's hard to come back from that well it's hard to come back from that but it's also like hard to manage your children you know what I mean oh yeah and she was so young exactly so it's just like you're, yeah. Good for Anyways, her. good for her. Good for her. Happy that she was able to make a comeback. Absolutely. So this was a turning point for Jamila. She actually wanted to do better for her and her children. So she actually enrolled in some college courses with the hopes and dreams that she would work in photography one day. With efforts to become more independent and also a more reliable mother, she also bought a car with her tax return. Go, Jamila. Yeah, she was moving forward. She was, you know, trying to make a better life for her children than she had. In 2006, Jamila had put her college dreams on hold for a while because she was actually pregnant with her fourth child, another little girl. Jamila's friend Tiffany also had a pretty hard life growing up in East St. Louis. Although she wasn't in foster care, Tiffany's mother told the St. Louis Post-Dispatch that Tiffany was very rebellious in her teen years She had set their kitchen on fire, and at 14, Tiffany was sent to a juvenile corrections facility on battery charges after she had apparently kicked her mother. She had dropped out of school as well before junior high. Before junior high? Yeah. Wow, it's like elementary school, then in grade six. Yeah. That's nuts. That's nuts. That's nuts. I couldn't imagine. And just like her best friend Jamila, Tiffany had also gotten pregnant at 16 years old. She had given birth to a daughter and then had a second daughter the following year. That's really quick. Yeah, like boom, 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 one after another. 
That's two young infants. That's a lot at like 16 that's to 18, insane. right? Yeah, that'd be hard. Yeah. Holy crap. In 1999, when Tiffany's second daughter was just two months old, Tiffany had apparently come home carrying her limp baby in her arms. <gasps> Tiffany's mother had no idea what had happened to her granddaughter, so she called 911, and the baby was taken to the Cardinal Glennon Hospital in St. Louis. This poor innocent baby had suffered so greatly, Bev. No. She was now facing long-term disabilities due to the abuse she had suffered at the hands of her mother, Tiffany. No. Yes. Long-term disabilities. Oh, that's so sad. Because of this incident, Tiffany's children were taken away and given to the Department of Children and Family Services. Good. An abuse suit was filed against her. However, ultimately, those abuse charges were never filed by the state's attorney. So they didn't, like, follow through with it. No. DCFS continued working with Tiffany until 2002, where a judge ruled that Tiffany was no longer a danger to her children. She was deemed safe, and at that point, the girls were given back to Tiffany. That same year, in 2002, Tiffany was also charged with possession of a stolen credit card. Wait. So... Wait, I just have to say, who the fuck deemed, like, what tests, what exams did they do to deem this woman who beat her child so bad she's going to be disabled for life, what tests did they do to make her deemed safe? Like, I wonder. I do wonder as well, because, like, she could snap at any moment. Like, okay, maybe a little, not that I'm condoning, like, spanking or belting or electrical cording. I don't. I don't think that's right myself. Right. Um, But you can come back from that. That's not like severe. It can be traumatizing, but it's not like. It's not like make your child disabled for life. Exactly. Like you can come back from it. You can make different choices, control your rage a little bit. Yeah. Or just learn different ways to discipline. Mm -hmm. But that is just like. Reckless, careless. Honestly, disgusting. In that same year, in 2002, Tiffany was also charged with possession of a stolen credit card. So even though she got her children back, she was still making some pretty bad and immature decisions. No doubt. Wow. In 2006, Tiffany had a boyfriend who was an active military member. And just like her best friend, Jamila, Tiffany was also blessed with another pregnancy. Sadly, on Friday, September 15th, 2006, it's reported that Tiffany called 911 and they were dispatched to Franklin Holton State Park, apparently where Tiffany had given birth to a stillborn baby who she named Taylor. Oh, God. Why was she at a park? I mean, like, the stillborn baby's sad, but I was also like, why is she at a park? I'm sorry. I, that was, like, not meant to be so insensitive. But why was she at a park? <laughs> yeah. Why were you having a baby in a park? Yeah, I was curious about yeah. that. And I'm, I'm, that's sad, though. That's super sad. It, Yeah, it's totally sad. But, you know, it's going to get sadder, so just wait for the bomb. Tiffany and her baby were taken to the hospital in Centerville, Illinois. For whatever crazy reason, though, Tiffany refused to be examined by doctors and had told authorities that she went into labor because she had consensual sex. Then, alternatively, she changed that statement and said it was because she was sexually assaulted. So we have two different accounts as to, like, why she went into labor and just a little confusing. Doesn't want to get examined. Hmm. At that point, because of her allegations, the Special Victims Unit was called and became involved in the investigation of that. 
so-called of course crime, right yeah because she's basically claiming she was raped right yes yeah so i get it while at the hospital bev baby taylor showed no signs of trauma the following day in the autopsy they could not definitively say what the baby or the stillborn's baby cause of death was hmm. at that time they didn't even think it was a homicide just a really sad story just a few days later on september 21st was a really sad day for the hall family they carried out a funeral for baby taylor the mortuary director levi king said tiffany was being really weird and minutes before the ceremony tiffany had called to reschedule the service so that more of her family could be there okay the service did however go on as planned did she not show up well kind of tiffany was two hours late for her stillborn baby's funeral Okay, so she could be a complete asshole. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I'm trying to find a little bit of reason why she was two hours late. That could potentially not be her being an asshole. But, I mean, it okay. didn't say, like, what she was doing to be two hours late. But no, who who calls minutes before the funeral is about to happen to reschedule? Yeah, that's like, silly. You know, like, it just doesn't make sense. It's just really odd. Super odd to do, and, like, to show up two hours late, that even seems weird. You'd think you'd be, like, early. Early, or at least at the very least, Bev, on time. Yeah. So, Tiffany's boyfriend had returned home on emergency leave from the military, um, obviously to attend the service. Mm. However, this day was turned upside down when Tiffany confided in her boyfriend that he was not the father of the baby, and, and not only that, but she herself had removed it from her cousin's body after killing her. Sorry. What? What? Yeah. Wait. Wait. Flabbergasted. Oh my god. Okay, well, the first thing I was thinking that I didn't want to interrupt your flow right there, Beck, but yeah. he got a leave. From the military to be on time to <laughs> go to his stillborn daughter's funeral. Yeah. And she was fucking two hours late. She was two hours late and told him she cut the baby out of her best friend's tummy. <laughs> I was gonna get over. <laughs> but what the fuck? Could you imagine sitting there and be like, oh god, like my heart is broken for this this baby I don't get to have and then hearing that like talk about a complete like juxtaposition in emotions well you literally thought you were going to be a father to a child you learn you lose that child you're grieving that child because you thought you were going to be a father mm-hmm. not only was this now like this was like, oh my god and now you don't have a baby you don't have a baby anyways, but you, you don't even, you're not even a father. You weren't a father that whole time that you thought you were. Unless he has other children with her. I'm not, who knows. But like, holy shit. Yeah, like that would be just such a mess around in your mind. Oh my god. To learn all of that. It's too much. Poor guy. Oh my god. But Bev. So wait, wait, Vicky. She wasn't pregnant with her third then. Her, only her friend was pregnant with her fourth. You got it. Holy shit, she lied. She, she lied. So, oh my gosh, that's wild, Becky. Totally. <gasps> so in some circumstances, when like the spouse finds out what their partner did, 
you know, a lot of times, not all the time, but sometimes people want to protect their spells because they love them. Mm. But him being a military man and super responsible, he immediately reported what Tiffany had told him to the authorities. I would never want to, like, protect my partner from, like, if they told me that, I'd be like, you're a damn murderer. Like, that'd be scary. You wouldn't want to be anywhere near that person. Uh, no. You don't want to die. Oh, yeah. And I tell them, like, I, I don't care to be, I, I can be a snitch all I want. You murder someone, that is, like, uh, the ultimate sin. You take a life. You should reap whatever consequences are coming your way. I know. Yes. <laughs> That's what you I You should totally say. do. I know. Yeah. Like, you, you do this, you know the consequences beforehand, and you still chose to do it. So you deserve everything that's coming at you. Jeez, okay, I'm, like, interested to know what's coming next. Yes. From this point on, detectives actually moved rather quickly. Um, Yeah, so a short time later, Jamila Tunsell's dead body was found, laying in a weedy patch on North 56th Street in East St. Louis. The police had found a pair of scissors close to the body and had assumed at the time it was the instrument used to remove the seven-month-old fetus from Jamila, Jamila's womb. Oh, my gosh. This was in close proximity to where Tiffany had been picked up with the supposed stillborn baby. It was also close to right. Tiffany's home. So in the <gasps> same park or sim- close oh proximity. Oh, my God. I'm getting this visual of like, hey, friend, want to go for a walk with me? Murder, die, take your baby. That's all I'm thinking. Like, Yeah. Oof. I feel like that's exactly how it happened. Well, that explains why she was in a fucking park. Yeah, like, I mean, we're purely just kind of, like, speculating on that, kind of making joke, but, yeah, like. I wasn't making a joke. I was uh, also literally wondering, like, it's not, I don't think it'd be too off, often that you would have a baby in a park. Exactly. So. Gotta be there for different reasons. That's why it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure is, Bev. So, just a few hours after finding Jamila's body and Tiffany confessing to her boyfriend she was arrested so like i said they moved quickly arrested now we just got to get like proof and like everything exactly well the baby what am i thinking this what? is probably a pretty easy case to like it's got to get some evidence it's gonna be a hard one Jimmy. yeah well, let's figure it out so jamila's body was sent for an autopsy of course and what they found was actually brutal and so horrific she was beaten with a blunt object and deemed incapacitated. Mm. But the cause of her death was actually due to a large amount of blood loss. There was a very large laceration to her abdomen. It wasn't just a wound, but as I think we've already figured, mm-hmm. her unborn child had been cut from her womb. Jeez. Likely while she was actually still alive. Oh my God. Throughout the investigation, it was soon brought to attention that Jamila's other three children could not be accounted for. <gasps> and since the previous week. No, Becky. No. Yes, Bev. Fortunately, Tiffany's two children had been found safe and sound. So three out of five children were unaccounted for. Oh, my God. Where were they found? Do you know? Oh, I'm getting to that. Don't oh, you worry. No. You will find out too. Oh, my heart. Detectives had gone to see Jamila's boyfriend in hopes that they could locate their children. He had told authorities that on September 18th, Tiffany had stopped by his apartment. Apparently, Jamila had asked Tiffany 
to pick her kids up and babysit them. Now remember, Tiffany and Jamila, best friends. Right. This was not irregular. Of course. So he let them go with Tiffany just like every other time. If only he could have known that this was the last time he would see his children alive. No, they don't. Yes. So keep in mind, this interaction was three days after Tiffany had gone to the hospital with her so-called stillborn. So by this point... fuck. Yeah, exactly. So by this point, when she had picked up these three children... Oh my god. Jamila was was already dead. dead. Oh my god. After hearing this information, the police obviously were in a huge rush to find Jamila's kids. On September 22nd, a day after their funeral, authorities had gone to Jamila's apartment. They found no signs of struggle or any sign of the children. They were, however, able to get pictures of the three children for the missing person report. So not knowing what had happened to the children, they launched, the police had launched a widespread search. There was a huge focus on Franklin Holton State Park. However, they were unable to find any evidence that the children were there. On September 23rd, just one day into the search for these children, Tiffany finally told the investigators that where the children were. They were in Jamila's apartment. But how could that be? Yeah, the police were already there and they didn't find them. She told them to look in the washer and dryer. Immediately, the police went back to Jamila's oh apartment <laughs> and the stench of human decay got stronger as they reached the washer and dryer. Oh my God. Oh my God is right. Unfortunately, the investigators found the deceased body of Demond in the dryer. The two younger children, Ivan and Janella, were found in the washing machine. Two of the children were nude and the third had underpants on. The children were taken for autopsies and all three had been found to have drowned. Their time of death just happened to be minutes apart. Tiffany often babysat these children, so they really trusted her. So when she brought them, first when she picked them up, Mm -hmm. they were fine with it when when she brought them home, just like any other time. Mm -hmm. So when she brought them in for a bath, she took advantage of their trust and she took the lives of these three children by drowning them and then one by one place their bodies in the washing and dryer machine. I just don't understand what would drive a human to do this. Like, that's your best friend. Like, I don't get it. There were so many questions amongst the family and the community. How did it all go so wrong? Exactly. Initially, Tiffany was only charged with the murder of Jamila and her unborn daughter. Eventually, three counts of murder were added on behalf of Jamila's three children. Because of the circumstances of the case, a psychiatric evaluation of Tiffany Hall was ordered. No doubt. It's just like shocking. Yeah. This is something that... It's not every day you kill your best friend and her unborn baby and then her other three children. Yeah. For God knows what reason. Yeah. Like it's just shocking. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because of this evaluation, Tiffany had been found mentally fit to stand trial. But it was also noted that she had unresolved mental health issues... She also tested for an IQ in the mid-70s, so on the low end. Tiffany was assigned a public defender and initially pleaded not guilty. But when they learned that the state was actually seeking the death penalty, she was assigned another public defender that had experience with death penalty cases. 
It's a little more aware of what's going on, how to treat it, how to go about it. In 2008, this lawyer was able to negotiate a plea deal for Tiffany. It would take away the death penalty, but she would have to plead guilty to four counts of first degree murder and one count of intentional homicide of the unborn child. So because of this plea, she was sentenced to life in jail without the possibility of parole. Right. Okay. Well, at least, right? Yeah. Like she's behind bars. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Tiffany told the courts that she had been thinking about taking Jamila's baby for a while. This makes sense as she had literally faked her own pregnancy Mm -hmm. so that she could take Jamila's. And then about a week before all the murders, Tiffany had purchased rubbing alcohol, a nasal aspirator, and in the article it just said sharp objects, Mm. which I assume are maybe a knife, but definitely scissors because they found those by Jamila's body. Right. Wow, what a psycho. What a... I know, right? Like, she obviously... There was some shit going on in her fucking head. Yeah. On September 15th, 2006, Tiffany beat Jamila on the head with a table leg until she was incapacitated. And at that point, she took her to the bathtub, cut her abdomen open, removing the baby. Tiffany then disposed of her friend in a vacant lot. Shortly after Tiffany disposed of her friend, she made the 911 call. And unfortunately, as How'd we know... How'd she get her body... That's a good question. She just said she just spoke. Yeah, but like, that's like, that would be hard. Like, she was in yeah. Jamila's house? Yes. When she killed her? Yes. And took the baby? Yes. She did it in the bathtub and then disposed of her body. Which is just wild because, like, wasn't Jamila found in a park? Yeah. So, how? I don't know. Did she get her there? That's unclear. That is interesting. Yes. As we know, the baby did not survive that attack. After that violent, horrific event, why did Tiffany not do everything possible to make sure that that baby lived? If you, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not saying that it's right by any means, but if I'm that's going your through, motive, yeah, to do such a fucking horrific thing, like to take the baby, like then, like why not make sure that that baby is alive, like. Yeah. First and foremost. It, that's what doesn't make sense to she me. She just didn't think it through. I don't think she did. She did not think it through. It's like, yes, I'm going to slightly plan this. Great idea. Just going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't like, well, this is like not logical in the slightest. So I wouldn't expect her to have good logic with carrying out the act, especially since the act in itself is just absurd. Absurd. Yeah, Exactly. As we know, three days later, Tiffany picked up Jamila's three children from their father's home, took them to the apartment, and drowned them one by one in the same bathtub their mother Mm. had died. That's when she placed their bodies in the washer and dryer and left the apartment. In 2008, Tiffany requested to move her guilty plea. Her reasoning was that she said she received ineffective assistance of counsel. The courts denied this request. A couple years later, in 2012, Tiffany had filed a petition for a new defense attorney alleging, again, ineffective assistance from her trial attorney. This was denied. Yeah, no doubt. It's like any judge would look at this case and its details and they would say, your lawyer gave you the best chance that was possible considering what you did. What you did. Like, there would be no better. You're not going to get all, like, there. the evidence is overwhelming, girl. Yeah, like, however, this is actually why she 
I'm going to go into detail to why she wanted new counsel. Oh. I guess if you truly look at like a 100% fair trial, maybe you can see some of the grounds she was going off of. But mm, That is surprising to me, so let's hear yeah. it. It's not that crazy, but she claimed that her attorney didn't receive documentation of her psychiatric evaluation until two days after her guilty plea was entered. The report from the second psychiatrist, psychiatrist whose purpose was to determine her sanity at the time of the offense was dated June 11th, 2008. Tiffany had entered her plea on June 9th. So the one psychiatrist deemed that she was fit to stand trial. Mm-hmm. The second one that was received late was, was she, like, how sane was she at the time? Or mentally stable? Yes, her sanity at the time of the crime. So kind and of too... Was, well, was it said to be different than... Like, was she said to be mentally completely unstable at the time? It was actually said in the second evaluation um, that Tiffany had prominent mental health history that began when she was young. It included several psychiatric hospitalizations, and this would support her appeal. Mm. Tiffany also had evaluations after her plea and incarceration, which led to multiple diagnoses of psychotic disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, schizophrenia, mood disorder, bipolar disorder, and mild mental retardation. Hmm. So this was after she was incarcerated. Incarcerated, yeah. okay, yeah. And because of this, her initial denial to her petition for post-conviction relief was reversed. Okay, I can see what you're saying by that. Yeah, like, it doesn't deny that she straight up committed that crime, but okay. Mm-hmm. The evaluation, the timing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, I think that is fair. Yeah. So what this meant, Bev, was that Tiffany and her attorneys were legally able to bring more evidence or raise additional issues about her case post-conviction. In addition, her request for new counsel was approved. So she got a new lawyer. Did she get a new trial, though? No, it's just an appeal. So it's not a new trial, but she got a new lawyer so that she could go through this appeal process with, Mm. I guess, someone better. Through 2015 and 2016, her new attorneys made multiple revisions to the petitions and received multiple extensions. Through this process, Tiffany had requested new counsel once again, but that was denied. Finally, the petition was dismissed, as it did not meet the relief requirements. I will give it to Tiffany. She is persistent as hell. In 2020, Tiffany won an appeal on the dismissal of the previous petition and is allowed to file another petition for relief. Based on how long the previous appeal took, we can imagine she will be going through this process again and again. I am no psychologist, but knowing how much planning she went through in regards to faking a pregnancy for months and the stuff she got a week before the murders and then killing Jamila and then a couple days later killing her children. Yeah. Shows to me that she may have had some mental disorders for Mm -hmm. sure. But I do think that she had the no with all to plan and carry out all of those five murders. Yeah, it wasn't just like one instance where she had like a break in reality or like, um, you know, a psychotic episode that was very short, I guess. It was like over months. months. So Bev, Tiffany's case will most likely be held up in courts for years, regardless of her appeals and the fact that she thinks that she maybe wasn't given a fair trial based on her psych evaluation. 
she still deserves to be in jail for life because of her crimes mm-hmm. and her just cruelty to that family. Tiffany is currently living at Logan Correctional Center where she is serving a life sentence. One thing to note, what is really interesting about this case, because we've heard mothers killing people and taking their babies before, right? Yeah. But what's different about this case is that other mothers usually don't have children of their own. Yeah, exactly. They're so desperate to have a baby that they, you know, steal somebody else's. Exactly, right? I know. This is insane. I just almost feel like, I don't know. She just is a cruel human. Mm -hmm. Like, that is what I'm thinking because it's a pattern of abuse to people. Like, you abused an infant, Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, totally. And then you murder your best friend, steal her baby, kill her children, and then... Not only that, but you lied to your boyfriend about being a father. Like, what a massive, just, like, betrayal. Like, that's insane. To, like, all important people in her life, basically. Yeah. So, I just feel like it's a pattern and not a psychotic break. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I just think it's a shame that the courts are muddied up with this because... Yeah, it sucks that they they even have to entertain the appeal process. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like... You're exactly where you should be. Exactly. At least in my opinion. I mean, I guess that, like, that's a law and everybody deserves to have those rights and appeal stuff if they feel that it's an unjust. But, like, damn, we know she killed them. There's so much yeah, evidence. Yeah, she's not denying she killed them. She's like, oh, was I in the right frame of mind? It's like. Yeah, trying to get off on a technicality. Yeah, and it's just like, stop. Yeah, stop. Like, leave it to the real you insane know what you people. Did. To get off on their crimes and actually go to mental institutions. Yeah, like, stop, totally. Stop doing this. Yeah. To this day, Bev, Tiffany has never given a motive for these crimes. Ugh. We can assume maybe she wanted another baby, but like, why kill everyone involved, right? Yeah. When Tiffany had held a funeral for baby Tunstall, she had her buried. But once she was convicted of murder, the infant's body was exhumed from her original grave that Tiffany had given her. And was actually buried with her mother and her Aww. three other siblings in Milstadt, Illinois. So, Aww. Bev, this is the case. That's all I got. It's so sad. And it's just like so many lives were lost for no real good reason. Yeah. Not that Aww. any reason is good, but for no reason at all. It was just like senseless. Senseless. Just freaking absurd. Wow. So, Bev, that's all I got for today. Well, it was intense, Becky. Thanks and not thanks. I don't know. That was wild. <laughs> not thanks. I feel a little sad. <laughs> it's sad. Jeez. Can you believe I covered this on Mother's Day? Truthfully, no. <laughs> but I get your reasoning. Well, thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening, Bev. 